once again, Albrecht Negata, our champions of the Singapore Premier League for a sixth time. Yeah, what an achievement, a brilliant season. And we have our 2023 Singapore Premier League winners, Albrecht Negata, are now a six-time champions. So it is only right it's a white swan's domination on this episode. And he's the only player to ever win the league on four occasions with four different clubs. Hassan Sani shares all about his crime and not forgetting a special message from another four-time league winner, King Kazu. Well, you know the drill. This is the SPL Podcast. everyone, this is Farah. And this is Raushan. So, with two match weeks to go, we have crowned our 2023 SPL champion. So, before anything, we do want to extend our massive congratulations to Albrecht Negata for their sixth league title. Before we move on any further, here's a very special message from Coach Kazu to the fans. Thank you very much for all your support. Compared to 2017, when I joined this club, the attendance and fans, both Japanese and Singaporeans, increased a lot. I'm very glad about that. You give power to our players. We will make every effort to increase supporters. And I hope that you will bring your friends and family to the stadium. Thank you again for your huge support. Well, from that, we can really see how much it means to Kazu, doesn't it? Albrecht's are now three titles behind Warriors SC. And to be honest, if they do keep this up, I don't see why they won't match or surpass that in the near future. But Raushan, at the end of the day, much-deserved winners, even though at the start of the season, you thought that Tampines Rovers to win this one. Yeah, I think, I think you certainly had to bring it up, but I think Elbrecht <laughs> take nothing away from them. Unreal, unreal the effort they put in to go out and win the league against the richest that is Tampanese. I mean, sorry, the richest that is the Lion City Sailors and the heart that Tampanese showed. I think Elbrecht's every season, I feel like we go through a bingo list of the adjectives we use to describe this Elbrecht's team, relentless, fighting spirit, working together as a team. And they embody all of that and that comes down from the man we heard from a little while ago, right? King Kazu, I think he really sets the tone for the team. He's a four-time league winner and with good reason and he's now led them to back-to-back league titles. And like you said, this domination will continue for as long as they continue to churn out the players that they do. One interesting fact I picked out on is they seem to have the youngest average player age amongst the top three at least. So all those gunning for the title, I know we often go on about how Tampines have a young squad and all that. Tampines surprisingly have an average player age of 25.8. The Sailors have 27.1 and Albrecht's Nigata have 23.8 years of age. That's their average age. And we consider they have Tadanari Lee and Hassan Sani in that squad who are the elder statesmen. You can see actually how young that squad is, right? And I think it's amazing because they've gone out to win the league with two games to spare. Joint top scorers conceded 19 goals, goal difference of plus 57 and just clicking into gear, never faltering. When they did lose to DPMM, they bounced back in style and I think 
all things said and done, it really does pain me to say this, but they are thoroughly deserving of the league and the Singapore football team could really use someone like Kazuaki Yoshinaga. And we'll hear from Hassan Sani a bit later on in terms of what he brings as a coach. But having spoken to Hassan, I feel like Singapore national team really missed the trick by not getting King Kazu on board. Okay, you speak of all of this, and I do want to ask you, because I think we've had this conversation multiple times, right, on who will be good enough, which local team will be good enough to, you know, just battle a side like Alborex Negata to the title. And after seeing this new Lion City Sailor side with their new coach and what they've done at the weekend, do you think this is something that they'll be able to do in the near future, as in continuously, season after season, take the fight to Albrex? You hope so. You would hope so from a neutral perspective. With Albrex, one adjective I didn't use earlier, which very much holds true, is consistency. And that's what the Sailors lack, right? When's the last time they went through one whole season without changing their manager? Fair play, the weekend gone by, they showed what Rankovic football can be all about against a very hapless Haugang team. But against some of the goals they scored, Sailors, this is in that match, was stupendous. And they seem to be clicking into gear. We've often spoken about Rankovic's biggest project being the upcoming AFC Champions League. So it'll be interesting to see where they grow from there. But looking far and beyond that, you asked me that question about if the, the people who are chasing Elbrex will show up in the seasons to come. If they keep up a certain level of consistency, I certainly believe the Sailors will be amongst that conversation. For Tampines Rovers, they were for so long... I mean, the last time we did this, they were still in the title equation. The episode before that, I spoke to Desmond and he very much felt his team were going to give Albrex a run for their money. Lo and behold, after he spoke to us, Tempani's faulted by the wayside. He has been uh, quick to remind me of that privately as well, but I'm sorry Desmond, I don't think the final whistle had any part to play. It was all down to Tempani's Rovers making silly mistakes. We saw how they lost out to the Sailors when the pressure was on and that is the sort of thing that Gavin Lee needs to learn from, right? I think Gavin will be reflective. We know he will do yeah. that and he will try and bring the Tampines Rovers team a further step forward next season. But you almost feel this year was a good chance for them to close the gap on Albrex. And when you look at the table now, I tell you what, Tampines, they, mathematically, they're going to... I know mathematically, they cannot even finish uh, second anymore. So it's a bit like yeah. having gone so close all season, now having to settle for a place outside the top two, it must be quite difficult to take. Uh, all things said and done, we started the episode by saying this is going to be all about Albrex and I think that's where we should focus. I think Albrex have been standard bearers season in, season out. Six titles and like you said in the introduction, I don't see why they won't go on to beat that Warriors record, especially if they continue to develop the way they do. Well, Ravshan, like you said, this is all about Albrecht Nikata and we speak of their domination. But one player that has stood out for this for this title win is none other than our very own Hassan Sani. Like we've mentioned earlier, he's the only player to have won the league four times with four different cups. So undoubtedly a legend in his own right. And you guys know what? He's not the only Superman in our midst since our Superman, Raushan here, got the inside line with the 39-year-old speaking on Sports Minutes with Money FM. Enjoy this one. Amazing because I think um, I think we as professional uh, footballers, um, our goal is to win titles or win uh, anything, any competition, any league. So, so that is our our goal. So, although I'm 39 years old this year, I still have the drive to win to win titles. 
39 years young, we'd like to think now. I like it, one for the old man. Brother, thank you. <laughs> I will stay out of that conversation. Now, Edit mentioned earlier, one of two men in that Elbrex team who've won four titles. The other one being head coach Kazuaki Yoshinaga yep. Kinkazu, we right. shall call him. And what is so special about Kinkazu? Because objectively speaking, he looks like a great coach to be with. But tell me, the inside scoop, why is he so good? Um, there's a big difference in terms of... Um uh, a head coach and and someone who um, like a father to the to the boys, mm. because I think in this um, world of football, you have to have both, because in that way you have good relationship between the players and the coaches, and if if especially if a coach that brings uh, that can bring um, twenty players or even like thirty people in a team plus the staff background and together and, 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 and make sure everyone is on the same page and, 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 and you know you have only one year to do that if things uh, work well things will I mean, you will win titles and, and, and like, like what we did Hassan yeah. uh, I want to get something quite juicy uh, start yeah. of the season you swapped uh, the Lion City Sailors for Albrex yeah. uh, <laughs> lots of reasons behind that uh, but now that you got a title how you feel I told you so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got that a bit um, <laughs> from some people, but um, yeah, I think we have to move on. There's no point, um, you know, crying over spilled milk. Sure, so, sure. so we, I think we as professional footballers, we our our career is quite short. So whatever we can achieve or whatever we can work on, we we have to use the time. Says the guy still playing at 39 years young, you know. But Hassan, again, coming back to what you've uh, achieved, right? As a nat- neutral observer, it was exciting to see this title race, especially between the different teams developing Tampines, the Sailors, as well as Elbrex. How exciting was it for you to be part of that title race? Um, first thing first, I have to say this because um, when I first came into the club, the the goal is to win champion mm-hmm. uh, the championship. So, so all started in probably January, the first or second week of January. We already highlighted about this, and and that's not something that um, you know, like more talk and less action. But it's more about if you want to read it, you have to earn it. You have to you have to work towards it. So uh, the, I can I can say this is one of the most um, I'm not say tiring, but this is one of the uh, most uh, in terms of okay, probably we're still in August, but. I I think this is the year that uh, I've worked quite what worked the hardest mm, in mm. terms of um, winning the league because back then it was quite different and 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 seeing the players the Japanese players uh, day in day out uh, working their socks off um, uh, winning and now now we got our goal and mm. so I'm not sure about other teams other players but uh, this is uh, one club that I uh, I'm playing in it's quite different than the rest. I think the drive that I got was from the place, or, or I, I get it's from the okay, player, from okay. the because they set the standards very high, and 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 I think I think you know when they, when they signed me, I told them that uh, I'm not the I'm not any local player um, that you have at the moment because mm-hmm. uh, at this age uh, I'm not going to say I need more off of this. I I need more rest, uh, but I'm going to work. Uh, as much as or as hard as I can to win titles, mm. so like I said, it's it's a different uh, different year for me. And, and, 
and I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, things worked out and, and, and we have uh, a, we have Singapore Cup and of course uh, national team on a personal level um, I hope that uh, I'm still in the plan for the national team and yeah, if I can still contribute and uh, I'm more than happy to do that. I feel that there's no doubt about your motivation, you know, and when you consider it's four titles with four different clubs, uh, adaptability isn't an issue as well. Hassan, I am curious, and this is a bit of a cheeky question. Um, First league title in 2011, here we are 12 years later. Four titles, which one was the sweetest for you? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we make sure your coach not tuning in right now. Uh, (laughs) Um... Sweetest, uh, yeah. sweetest, I should say, you know, I would say this one, oh. because mm. um, it's a uh, it's a different environment. Obviously, uh, I feel that I'm a, I'm I'm a foreigner in the team because there are more than yeah. let's say fourteen play, fourteen uh, Japanese from uh, fourteen Japanese players. Mm. So, but this rem- uh, reminds me of my time in Thailand. Okay. Uh, so it's so that's why I feel um, when I was in Thailand I worked um, quite hard as well because you know as a foreigner you need to step up you need to be better than the locals so so I think I think I have um, I think I related I relate quite a bit in terms of my time in Thailand and here so I don't know, I'm, I, all in all, I'm, I, I'm glad that things work out well uh, for me in the first year in the club. Well, there you have it. Always a pleasure listening to someone like Hassan Sani. Now, Roshan, I want to take this question to you. What do you think is next for Hassan Sani here? More titles by the looks of things. I mean, when I asked Hassan about a big part of me having that conversation with him, I wanted to find out how vindicted he felt having... I won't say having left the Sailors, having been forced out of the Sailors, he decided to join their immediate rival. And I'm not sure if you recall at the start of the season when we did our season preview, I picked Kodai Tanaka as the man who would have the most impact in a Robin Van Persie, Arsenal, Man United kind of fashion. We know Tanaka ended up uh, getting that serious injury and missing out on the season. But Hassan Sani has vindicated himself and while he was very careful, very PR at answering that question, you could sense that, that pride in terms of getting one over a team that pushed him out. And I think that speaks volumes of Hassan Sani because four-time winner, four different clubs, obviously motivation is not a question for Superman, but it seems like his appetite never ends, right? I mean, he's obviously yeah. a guy with two nasi padang stalls, so it's no surprise that he has a big <laughs> appetite. But it is just unreal at 39 years old, he continues to want to win. And he was keen to point out that he still has two years left with Albrecht Nigata. And I think he's going to continue to push and do as much as he can to continue to get silverware. I think, quite honestly, he will be aware that he probably didn't play as big a part in this title as he did in his previous three titles. That's down to a couple of concussions he got early on in the season. There was that red card against Tampines, I believe. So he's had to sit out a fair few matches. Still, I think in the next few years, he will want to play an even bigger part in terms of setting the standards. And with... The age comes the experience, right? And we know Albrecht's more often than not always have younger players. So I think Hassan is going to play a crucial role in that sense in terms of setting the benchmark. And one thing I really like that I take away from the interview is he did say he wants to see more Singaporeans in this Albrecht team. And I think that's important because we've seen Singaporeans go there and flourish. It's recency bias, but look at Hassan. He's gone on to win the title. Look at the impact Ilhan made and then now moved on to Belgium. So it's clear to see that Albrecht is the place to be. For all of Lion City Sailors' riches, they continue to meander, continue to change their 
philosophy every few months, every few years. So Albrecht's very much a steady ship and I think a lot of Singaporeans will take notice when someone like Hassan says this is the place to be and it'll be interesting to see where Hassan goes from here. Having said that, I know we talk a lot about club football but I think he also has an eye on his place for the national team. I think Izwan is back to full fitness. Zafan's caught the eye in terms of goalkeeping. So I think Hassan is wary that he doesn't want the age stick to be used against yeah. him in the national team picture. And I think he will continue to be as professional, as complete as he can be. And hopefully he will continue to fly the flag for Singapore in the years to come. Well, one thing's for sure, we at the Final Whistle will definitely be keeping a very, very close eye on Hassan Sani and what he does in the future. But for now, let's look ahead to match week 26. The title is done and dusted. Second place is sorted as well with the Lion City Sailors getting the job done last weekend. So now the only thing that's left is the small matter of fourth place. Balestia currently in fourth on 36 points, while Geelang International six, sit, sit six points behind with two games left to play. So Pretty much a point is all they will need, but they will be taking on the champions, Albrecht, at the Bishan Stadium on Sunday, 6pm kickoff. We could also argue there might be a bit of rotation for Albrecht having already secured the title. So, Roshan, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, wow, that's a, that's a difficult question. How's the hangover with the sake? Are you aware of that? Because I'm guessing the <laughs> Albrecht players might have uh, doused themselves in sake since securing the title. But no, jokes aside, it's a tall order to get anything against Albrex, right? But the motivation is there for Ballester. Yes, they only need a point to secure fourth, but I don't think any team in the league can say they don't deserve fourth. They've clearly put daylight between themselves in Geelang. So, if not this weekend, they're going to secure fourth next weekend against Tampines anyway. So, it's just a matter of uh, when rather when. than if. To answer your question though, I feel like Albrex are not the team to take their foot off the pedal. Yes, they will be celebrating. I joked earlier about Sake, but I feel like they also will want to continue this dominance and continue to do what they can to try and earn as many points as they can, put as much daylight between themselves and the chasing pack. And I know Sia Konuri is not in the hunt, so to speak, of the golden boot because he's seven adrift of Maxime Lestian. But you know when Albrecht turn up, they turn up in a big way. So perhaps there could be Konori's motivation could be to get as many goals in the final two games just to bring himself close, closer to Maxime Lestian. That would be interesting to watch. Um, I, I, I suspect that Palestine themselves are coming into this with good form. I mean, a hapless Geelang, they beat 6-2. Daniel Go did really well. So, I think it's an exciting battle. And in, in my opinion, the battle of the two most eye-catching teams all season long. So, this should be the last game of the season because it'll be a fitting farewell for the season. But unfortunately, it's the penultimate weekend. I think Albrecht will continue that winning momentum as champions and Palestine will have to wait one more week to secure fourth spot. Before I ask you for predictions on this one, um, do you see Taniguchi getting that golden boot ahead of Maxim Lestian or is it done for Maxim? I don't know. Maxim just seems to be to be finding his own, right? I mean, it's not just the number of goals he's scoring. Just look at the goals he's scoring. It's 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 not fair. Stuff like that I've seen <laughs> on a street soccer court. Uh, and yeah, you shouldn't be doing that on an 11-a-side pitch, let alone on in a professional league. Uh, I suspect Maxim Lestian will will eventually walk away with the golden boot. I just hope it's not his final act in a blue shirt, right? That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I just hope he stays on for a bit longer just because he's the most blockbuster player in the league. So if Maxim Lestian doesn't win the Golden boot, and that means he stays on for one year. I'm all for it. Having said that, I think Maxim Lestian 
we'll get a couple of more against uh, Geelang International in a couple of weeks and um, and then he will seal what is uh, a very much deserved golden boot, which I suspect will be one of two awards he bags at the SPL Awards at the end of the season. You know how you say it's unfair at the rate that he's scoring and the kind of goals he's scoring? I'll tell you what, before his post-match interview at the weekend, he actually asked our interviewer how many goals he scored already this season and we're like, you should know this what you asking us. That's how much how many goals he scored this season. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 no fair play to him for losing count because sometimes we lose count as well, right? But uh, exactly. Maxime, if you are listening, you've scored twenty-five. You are three clear of Rio Tatiguchi, <laughs> and I think you're going to win the Golden Boot, bro. Uh, well, very nice. We do hope. Well, whatever it is, to the end of the season, we do. We would love to see a battle for the Golden Boot, which is exactly what we're getting right now. So hopefully, it goes to the very end. So Raushan, before we quickly run through the next two games for match week 26. What is your prediction on this one? You said Albrecht's going to win this one. Do you have a score in mind? Wow, I feel like Belstia are a good ball-playing side, but Albrecht arrive as champions and therefore I'm backing Albrecht in this. I say 3-1 to the newly crowned champions. Farah, I feel like you've asked me a lot of questions. I just want to ask you one question. Wow. This weekend sees Belstia against Albrecht. In my opinion, two of the standout coaches, two of the standout teams. If you were giving out awards for manager of the year. Would you yeah. give it to Peter Deru for his transformation at Ballester or would you give it to King Kazoo for the for the sheer willpower to drag this Albrecht team to another title? Oh, thank you for putting me in the spot. I, I feel it now. I feel how you feel. Now you know how um, you feel. Yeah, exactly. I think this one is a very, very tough one. I mean, if you could actually split that, that title in half and give it to the both of them, you would. But you will always... I mean, look at last season, how we thought Norali was deserving of the coach of the season award uh, title, but he didn't get that because Elbrex got to it and Coach Kazu got that title in the end. So just by that merit alone, I can see how it would go to King Kazu. But I feel it's it's difficult. I think Peter Deru deserves it just as much, but just based on that and because Elbrex won the title, I I can see how that will go to him. What do you think? I mean, I'm not just playing devil's advocate for the sake of it, but I take your point. King Kazu, obviously, silverware is tangible success and he probably therefore ticks that box. But just in terms of transformations, in terms of working within your means and eking out the best from your players, I think Peter Deru deserves it purely because he's done so much with this Ballester team and the statement that we spoke about after match week one still holds true going into the final few match weeks. That Ballester defence is shocking. But somehow they still play this attractive brand of football that yeah. gets them points and sees them firmly in the place to finish in the top four. So for me, Peter Deru gets my vote. But it'd be interesting to see what the listeners think. So if you're listening in and you have an opinion, why not tell us in the comments below? King Kazu or Peter Deru, who deserves manager of the season? Now I'm very excited for what's night. I just want to see. I, I'm just excited for that for the season. I won't be there, so have all the fun you can. <laughs> Well, let's see who will be there at the awards night and who's going to pick up the Coach of the Season award. Well, guys, like we said, Match Week 26, there are three other games. It's starting off with Tampines up against DPMM. That one's on Friday at 7.45pm, our Tampines Hub. Then a double clash on Saturday. Haga United up against Tanjung Paga United at Jalan Besar Stadium while Geelang International take on the Young Lions at our Tampines Hub. Raushan, before we end this, any final thing you want to say to... Everyone listening in. 
I think it's been a great season. I know it seems like everything's done and dusted because Maxim is leading the Golden Boot race by three. Albrecht obviously have secured the title. Ballester have fourth stitched up. But I think there's still plenty to look forward to. I feel like the Singapore Cup is coming. So there's a lot of football to look forward to. And oh, lest I forget, the Lion City Sailors will be in Champions League action before we know it. So continue to support the final whistle. We continue to try and bring the best of local football closer to you. Perfect. Well, guys, that is unfortunately all the time we have for this episode. We hope you have enjoyed this one. Like Raushan said, if there's anything, you can always reach out to us at the final whistle at Raushan says or at Faranaya. Till next time, which will probably be the end of season review. So we'll see you then. I think so.